0: If you've not gotten to know Bailey, uh, his story is awesome, um, but. He is a much more incredible person than his story. And the thing I love about this is it's just true. We sing songs, beauty for ashes, beauty for ashes. But seeing God restore beauty from ashes is something completely different. Bringing a message out of somebody's mess and hurt, it's something that only God can do. And so here's what I would tell you, no matter where you are in your walk with the Lord, understand he still has a path, he still has a purpose, he still has a message that he's wanting to bring out of your life if you will allow him to. And so Bailey, thank you so much for sharing your story. That will be on Facebook and social media later later this week. Um, but what an awesome, awesome testimony of just... Man, changing, growing people equals changing people, and we're growing and we're changing, and God is making us more and more like him. There's a couple of things I wanna hit real quick before we get into the message. Um, the first thing is this, next week is Memorial Weekend. I understand you get next Monday off. Um, I understand a lot of you are gonna be gone. I know that summer is happening and coming along. And so I know, I know, I know, I understand. I understand. You're, there's going to be some people that you're gone. You're going to travel this summer. That is fantastic. But can I tell you, we have put a ton of work into our online viewing experience. It's all in 4K HD. It's streaming. The audio is good. You can actually hear. Um, There's no buffering. You can watch on your cell phone. It is fantastic. So stay connected with us. No matter where you may go, we want to still be your church. Now, I don't want you to stay at home and be like, let you sleep in. We want you here because we're better together, right? That's what we believe. We're better together. Um, But if you are gone. We want you to just keep it, stay in contact with your church family and let you know what's going on so you can stay plugged in on what God is doing in and around here at Foundation Church. The other thing is this, and I'm just going to be, I'm going to be blunt. Is it okay to be blunt? I think you guys are good with it. Um, We have a golf tournament coming up June 3rd. Here's what I need. Um, men and women, I need, we need teams and we need whole sponsors. Okay, I'm just going to tell you, we, if you got a business, if you got, if you got finances that you can be like, hey, I can be a whole sponsor, we need you to be a whole sponsor It's $600 or $1,000 if you want to put a team in. Um, it is $100 to play golf. We need you to sign up. This is for an awesome cause. It goes to send our kids to camp. Camp changes kids' life. It changes teenagers' life and children's lives and we want to invest in the next generation. So please, if you want to sign up to play golf, sign up in the lobby. If you can be a whole sponsor, come find me. Come find Fish. We will put your business on a plaque or a sign on the hole. A plaque's a little more permanent. Um, A sign, and we will make sure that we give you giving credit, all that stuff. But we need help with this um, to make sure that we raise enough funds for our kids to go to camp. We've had so much going on. We didn't really feel like it was real Fitting to push it last week during Mother's Day. Um, so we will push it this week. Um, I have got a ton of stuff to talk about today. And there's no, I already wiped out my first point. There's no, there's no way. Like I got ready to send my outline in and I was like, there's no way. There's no possible way. So I'm going to invite you to watch our FC midweek um, video. YouTube, we have our own YouTube channel now um, because some of you have subscribed and liked and all that stuff. Um, But it'll be airing kind of the follow up point to this. It's actually the pre point, but I don't have time for the pre point. I'm already dipping into time because we have communion at the end of service, which is awesome when we need to do it. But today I'm going to be talking to you about shopping carts and telemundo. Shopping carts and telemundo. And first service, I know it's early, I know it's summer, but man. Man, if you hear something good, preach with me this morning. Um, This is one of those messages I I feel like I'm just spewing stuff out. Um, I've got so much information, I'm just like, ah, that I hope that you get it. Today I want to follow up with what Casey started us with last week in the Spirit-Led Life. And as we get into this series, we are talking uh, very purposefully about the Holy Spirit and having a life that is led by the Spirit. Um, when I say the Holy Spirit, most of us think, uh-oh, it's getting ready to get real weird up in here. Because um, you've heard about the Holy Spirit, or the Holy Ghost, or the Ghost of God, and it's like, <sighs> here's where the snakes come out, here's where speaking in tongues goes down, they're getting ready to slap people on the head and see if they can knock them down, and people are gonna put prayer, prayer cloths on them. And Some of you, you don't know that, you're so blessed. Um, but..." <laughs> You're like, what's he talking about? Don't worry about it. Just thank God for him the, for the, sparing you. But can I tell you, the Holy Spirit isn't weird. He, he is part of the Trinity. He's part of the Godhead. Um, the Holy Spirit's not weird. People get weird when they deal with the Holy Spirit. And this morning, I want to talk to you about how do you know what God's will is for your life? Because if we're going to be spirit-led, we can't be led by the spirit if we don't know what the will of God, the will of the Holy Spirit, is for our life. And Acts chapter 17, verse 28, out of the Amplified Version, says this, for in him we live and move, and I love this part, and exist. That is, in him we actually have our being. And that's the challenge. That's a challenge of being a follower of Christ, of living a spirit-led life, is to, in him, we live, we move our actions, are spirit-led, not self-led. We live, we move, and we actually exist. Not in our own self, not in our, self, our self-led a self self, not in our sinful nature, but we are led, we are directed, we are existing in him. And so today, um, as we get going, Casey talked last week about online shopping. How, how many of you guys remember that? You remember the online grocery shopping a little bit that Casey talked about. And I've never done it, I've never done online shopping. Casey has not ever done online shopping. I'm going to tell you something we never will. It's not going to happen in the graves home, probably. I'm not really in control of that, but I'm saying probably. It sounded really strong, and I was like, check yourself. Let's be real right now." Casey wants to do it. You're not stopping her. Pick your battles, Graves. But here, here's. It sounds great, right? Online shopping sounds fantastic. And when she wrote it down, I was like, "No, no, 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 I don't. I'm not okay with somebody picking up my groceries. I got to be honest. Like canned goods, go for it. But when it comes to bananas, <laughs> banana picking, like it, there's an art form to picking the right banana. It can't be too green. It can't. Some of you eat bananas like this. This is bitter and nasty. It's. Ugh. Some of you are like, that's the most healthy form of a banana. I don't care. It tastes gross. It tastes bitter. I don't want it. At that point, I'm like, that banana's getting sliced in the freezer, and it's going for my smoothie. You know, um, that's not, no, 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 no. I cannot entrust somebody to pick out Bananas for the Graves household. I can't entrust somebody to pick avocados for guacamole. I mean, let's get honest here. Let's get serious. Guacamole is serious. You can't have hard avocados and, like, no, it's supposed to be smooth and creamy, not, ugh, you know, it's, the, and you want me to entrust somebody to pick out the right bananas the right avocados, apples without bruise. I'm thinking like the person that's going to be, he's just picking stuff and just throwing it in there. I'm like, no, you don't, you don't, I, I have, I have control issues, right? I have control. I can admit it. I've got control issues. I got to tell you, you have control issues. Maybe not with online grocery shopping. Maybe it's something else, but you have control issues. and, and, and I can't enjoy online shopping because I can't yield control to online shopping. And can I tell you, for a lot of us, we can't enjoy a spirit-led life because we can't yield control to the spirit-led life. Because I will tell you this, this it's the very first point, he can't guide what you don't surrender. The Holy Spirit, can't. he's not gonna rush into your life. So many of us, we have this like abrasive view of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit isn't gonna rush into your life and be like, I'm taking control of you and now I'm operating you like this and you're going to live and move and have your being and existence in me. No, 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 no. No, it's not that you all of a sudden become a Stepford's wife or you become a clone or something like this. No, he can't guide what you and I don't surrender, if we don't surrender our life, He can't guide your life. If we don't surrender our finances, He can't guide your finances. If we don't surrender our relationships, He can't guide your relationships. If we don't surrender our marriage, He can't guide your marriage. If we don't surrender our kids and that's why baby dedications is so important because that's what it is. Man, if we don't surrender our kid, He can't guide you in your parenting and your kids, and, and it's just so so true. I, the, the thing that strikes me, though, about surrendering and spirit-led life is we love to sing songs about surrendering, right? We love to sing songs about, man, do something in me and through me that is way bigger than myself. In fact, in the last five years, a song has come out from, surprise, surprise, Hillsong, um, that is super popular, especially for whatever reason among ladies. It's called Oceans, when, when girls hear Oceans, they're like, oh, that's my jam, you know, and th- ladies worship like this, men. Men worship like this, okay? Keep the wrist straight, um, and there's, there's, that's not biblical, but it's true. Um, I'm just telling you, keep, you can even do the clinch fist or the finger point, but don't do this, okay? Keep it straight. Keep it manly. Um, David's mighty men worship like that. Um, anyways. And we love, we, love, we love singing songs like oceans, right? And we're like, that is so, such a great song. And, and let me read you the first verse, the bridge, and the chorus to oceans. This is what we're singing. You call me out upon the waters, the great unknown where feet may fail. Stop. Now. No, you go call me into the unknown. There's a reason only one person jumped out of the boat. Peter jumped, and all the other disciples are like, you're stupid, Peter. You know, you go, go for it, but I am not going. I don't care if it's Jesus or not. I'm staying in the safety of this boat, and he can calm the sea around me instead of calling me into the storm with him. Um, you call me out upon the waters, the great unknown where feet may fail, and there I find you in the mystery in oceans deep, My faith will stand. And the chorus goes, and I will call upon your name. Keep my eyes above the waves. Like, you're not even, like, just just keep my eyes above the waves. Like, I know the waves are going to be splashing and up here, but just keep my eyes above them. My soul will rest in your embrace while this is all going on, and I am yours, and you are mine. And then the, the bridge says this, spirit lead me where my trust is without borders where I have no trust issues. Online shopping is no longer an issue. I have trust without borders. Let me walk upon the waters wherever you would call me. Take me deeper than my feet could ever wander and my faith will be made stronger in the presence of my Savior. I read songs like this, I sing songs like this, and I'm telling you, I mean it emotionally in the moment, right? I mean it, but then the reality hits and I'm I'm hesitant with it. That spirit-led life, whoo. You're calling me to unknown steps, and can I tell you, God's gonna call you to unknown steps that are bigger than you are able to take on your own. And you will never take the step if you don't surrender it all him you won't the Bible says this in Galatians chapter 5 verse 16 and 17 he says so I say let the Holy Spirit guide your lives let the Holy Spirit guide your lives then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is the opposite of what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other so you are not free to carry out your good intentions. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives how does the holy spirit guide our life how do we have a spirit-led life it has to start with a surrender-led life it has to be surrendered to him so that that's the point that's how you let the holy spirit guide your life is when you come to a place where it's no longer yours but it's his where your marriage is no longer yours but it's his where your future is no longer yours, but it says that's how you let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Because there's two forces, Taryn, to lead your life. It is the Holy Spirit, it's your spirit-led nature, and your sinful-led nature. And whichever one you surrender to more wins. It's that easy. Whichever one you yield to more, Wins. And that's what's leading your life. And so what are you surrendering? Are you surrendering to the Holy Spirit in the way he wants to guide and lead your life? Or are you surrendering to your sinful led nature? Because whatever you're surrendering to is leading you. Romans 12, verse one. Well, how do I surrender this? Well, Paul says that in Romans 12. He says, so here's what I want you to do. God helping you take your every day Ordinary life, you're sleeping, you're eating, going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Take your everyday ordinary life. Paul's saying if you're going to be led by the Spirit. If you're gonna surrender, if your life's gonna be a surrendered life so it can be a Spirit-led life, hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me, that means you've gotta surrender your everyday life, the things that you don't think are a big deal. The things that you think, oh, it's just, it's just my, my attitude. It's just how I wake up. It's just how I interact with my wife. It's just how I interact with my kids, my, my coworkers, my, 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 my friends. It's just my every, no, 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 no. Can I tell you, the, the, the small things end up being the big things. And when you surrender God, the everyday ordinary things, can I tell you those ordinary things make up and lead to the big things so that when it comes to surrendering the big things, they're no longer the big things because you've already surrendered the ordinary small things. That's huge, that, that's, that's big. But once again, where we go is we wanna be in control of it, especially if you've been let down, especially if you've been hurt. Um, as we go grocery shopping, it's like a grocery shopping illustration, I know, but um, when we go grocery shopping, my hand is on the cart at all times. Like, if I'm not pushing the cart, I'm in front of the cart with my hand on it, and I'm going to steer it where I want it to go, and more importantly, I'm going to make it stop when I want it to stop. (laughs) Have you ever been rolled up with a grocery store cart wearing flip-flops, and it rolls up on the back of your heel? I'm telling you, it's the most painful, non-life-threatening thing that will happen in your lifetime. (laughs) Because when it, do, when it happens to me, and it can be Charlie or Chloe or Casey, when it happens to me, I I, I can't say anything I'm, I, because I'm just trying not to say something bad at that point. I'm just being honest. I'm just trying. I'm like, mm, and it happens, you know, it, it buckles you. I mean, it takes your breath away. You're like, uh, And they're like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Because, I mean, it makes a ka And you're like, oh. And you're, you're. And they're like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I'm just, I'm just, I'm shutting up if you don't have anything nice to say. Don't th- say anything at all. And so I don't, I mean, I'm quiet for like two whole minutes, which is a miracle in itself. And I just sit there. And then they start saying, I'm sorry. And I'm like. But you, but you, and then you start trying to reason with it. But you saw me, stop. You saw me. Why, why were you looking at? You saw me. So I don't, I just don't understand. Why did you go? Why did you, you saw, what, what were you doing? What were you looking And they're like, I'm sorry. And, and I mean, if you're not careful, it can hurt your child parent relationship, your marriage relationship, all from being rolled up on with a grocery cart. And when that happens, can I tell you, when that happened with each of my girls, now my hand is on the cart, because it's not gonna happen again. I got hurt, so I'm gonna have control. Oh, I'm gonna go this way, we're going this way. I'm gonna stop, we're gonna stop. We're gonna stop way back here. I'm gonna use that wingspan, and it's gonna stop back here, so I got a little buffer here. And when you get hurt in life, when you get disappointed, When things don't work out the way you thought they would work out, it's really hard to yield control to the Holy Spirit. And you want to take control. And you want to lead. And instead of the Holy Spirit being the guide to your life, he becomes the suggestion to your life. And you say, uh, I, 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 think I, I, I know what you're saying, but I think I want to go this way. I, I know you're saying stop, but I think I want to keep going. I know you're saying go, but I think I'm going to stop because I don't know if it's safe. And can I tell you, if your life is full of regret, if it's full of sorrow, if it's full of pain, there's a good chance you've been in control too long. You've been leading and you've been directing. I'm not saying that when the Holy Spirit starts, when, as you start living a spirit-led life out, you're not gonna experience pain. You're not gonna experience hard times. You're not gonna experience trials. But what I can tell you is when the pain and the hard times and the trials come, you will still understand there is purpose in that pain. There is purpose in that waiting. There is promises in those trials that God is still with you because he is still leading you. And if he is leading, you can still thrive as long as he is your guide. Man, you can still thrive no matter what's happening because you've allowed the Holy Spirit to be your guide, but he can't guide what you don't surrender. So this morning, what have you been holding on to that you need to surrender? Because he can't show you the path if you don't allow him to show you the path for your life. He can't show you what the will of God is for your life if he doesn't have control of your life. The, B- the Bible says this in John 16, verse 13. It's a promise from Jesus. It says, when the Holy Spirit, who is truth, it's not that he is emotion, that he is an emotional high, or he is the popular thing, or he's the unpopular thing. When the Holy Spirit, who is truth, comes, he shall guide you into all truth. So if he's going to guide us in all truth, we've got to know what God's will is and I would tell you this it's our second point it's my last point but it's simply this to know God's will you have to understand how God speaks and recognize his voice when he does speak to know God's will you have to understand how God speaks and recognize his voice when he does speak can I tell you he speaks in a way you can understand When the Holy Spirit speaks to you, he speaks in a way you can understand. The other day, or I say the other day, I always, like when I say the other day, it's like, four years ago Um, about four years ago (laughs) we were putting TVs up and somehow some way my TV got stuck on the Spanish setting you know what I'm talking about and so everything's coming across in Espanol, and everything sounds like Telemundo and everything's super exciting but I don't know what's going on because they're like and I'm like I don't know what to do and it was bad because even the writing was in Spanish and i did awful in spanish in high school and so i have no i'm like what is my my brother-in-law who's hispanic i called him i'm like edgar Like, bro, I got no idea what's going on. Somehow, my TV, and I'm pretty sure it's your fault, got set on the Spanish setting, and I don't know how to get it back. And he had to guide me through so that I could understand my TV and understand how to function with my TV. Can I tell you, a lot of times when we hear the Holy Spirit wants to speak to us or God wants to speak to us, we think He's all of a sudden going to start speaking old English or King James Version to us, and He's going to say stuff like, Go thee into the quick trip and devour. Are thou slurpy and give thyself the glory and the honor forever and ever and ever. Amen. No, 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 no. The Holy Spirit, when He speaks, speaks to you in a way you can understand. And one of the ways that the Holy Spirit speaks to us is the Holy Spirit speaks to us through Scripture. Holy Spirit speaks to us through Scripture. Now, I know, I know, this is not the amazing way we envisioned. This is not the burning bush experience. This is not like the mind-blowing moment that we're like, yes! But can I tell you, I want God to speak to me, not show off for me. Man, I I just need God to speak to me, to guide me. I don't need necessarily this burning bush experience, although that would be awesome. I don't need God to come down in an audible voice, although that would be scary and really cool and awesome. But more than anything, what I need is for him to guide me and God shows us, man, God reveals to us his general will. The general will of God is revealed to us through the scriptures, through the Bible, through the word of God. How do you become a great spouse? It's through reading the scripture and understanding what God says about being a great spouse. How do you become a great parent? It's through reading the scriptures and understanding how to become a great parent. That's the general will of God. How do you function in your friendships? Read the word, and it talks about how you function and friendships? How do you just become a good follower of Christ, a mature man and woman, a disciple of Christ, read the word of God. If you want a word of God, you gotta read the word of God. The words of God speaks to us his general will. It, it instructs us. How do you deal with finances? You don't deal with finances the way your parents did or even the way Dave Ramsey did, even though they probably both have great ideas. But what does the word of God say to us about how to function with his finances, finances he's trusted us with. God reveals to us his general word, his general will through the word of God. Second Timothy chapter three, verse 16 and 17 says this, all scripture is inspired by God and it is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. All scripture is inspired by God. There's a popular trend that's been going on and it's gaining steam that that I call cafeteria Christians. Cafeteria Christianity, where we wanna pick and choose what we wanna take out of the Bible and apply to our lives. But for the word of God to work, you've got to apply the word of God to you. You got to study it. You got to get in the word for the word to get in to you. And, and can I tell you, when I went to the cafeteria as a kid, I would go and as I would go through the line, I would get macaroni and cheese and I would get fried uh, chicken fried steak with gravy and mashed potatoes with gravy and a piece of pie and a roll. And I was like, yes, because that's what looked good to me. But that wasn't what was good for me. Can I tell you, same thing is true for the word of God. If you just pick and choose what looks good, it may make you feel good for a temporary moment, but it's not what's good for your life. He wants to speak to you. He wants to guide you. He wants to lead you. He wants to show you his general will for your life through the word of God. It says this in Hebrews 4, chapter 12. For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. The Holy Spirit wants to speak to you, wants to reveal his general will, Through the scriptures through the word of god a second way that the holy spirit speaks to us that he reveals his will for our lives is through the still small voice of the holy spirit he speaks to us in a still small voice first kings chapter 19 verse 11 through 13 says this then he said go out and stand on the mountain before the lord And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. So it was heard, so when Elijah heard it, He wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entrance of the cave and suddenly a voice came to him and said, what are you doing here, Elijah? Can I tell you, the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you in his still, small voice. He wants to speak his specific will, not his general will, through the voice of the Holy Spirit, through the comforter, through the guide, through the paraclete, the one who is beside you that walks beside you, that goes through life with you. He wants to speak that still, small voice to you and in you. There's specific things that aren't in the Bible. There was not a verse in the Bible that said Justin is to marry Casey. No, 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 that wasn't in the Bible. Are you supposed to go out with this girl? Are you supposed to go out with that guy? That's not in the Bible. But you better know what the specific will of God is for your life before you engage in that moment. And that takes being still and hearing the still small voice of the Lord speak to you. There's gonna be moments where you don't know, should I buy this house? Well, what does the Holy Spirit say about this? Should I, should I take this job? Well, what does the Holy Spirit say about this? Should I move? Should I take this opportunity? Should I invest here? What, what does the, the Holy Spirit Speak to you. Should I open this company? Should I start this? What is the Holy Spirit speaking to you? What's his still small voice saying to you? Because most of the time, can I tell you, it's not in the earthquake. It's not in this wind that's shaking the mountains. And yes, 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 yes. It's not in the fire. It's being still long enough to hear the still small voice of the Holy Spirit lead you, and direct you. And I will tell you this, is that God's specific will will never contradict God's general will. His small voice doesn't contradict his written word. And some of you, you need to hear that. His small voice does not contradict his written word. He is a God of order and not confusion. So if we're gonna hear the Holy Spirit, it's, it's the last thing I'm talking to you about today. We have to understand this. You have to tune out so you can tune in. You have, to, you have to tune out so you can tune in. When Shannon's and the worship team are up here, they are, they've got these uh, little monitors right here. Let's see if I can hold this up. I'm giving you some of the tricks of the trade right here. And so all the band members have one of these, and they've got their headphones on. And they've, I'm going to leave these down here because when I talk with headphones on, it's really weird. Um, it makes me feel like I've got a cold. And so, and then I start yelling like, "Can you hear me?" Um, and and they've got these headphones on. And Shannon's got this little little talkback mic that he's giving the band cues of what song's coming up next. What are we doing next? Here's, here's this bridge. Don't forget, bring the band down. Bring the band up. Man, I, we're going to this next song. And here's the deal. If they are, they get to pick their mix. They get to pick what they hear in their headphones, in their feed. And all of a sudden, if they've got all the band turned up, but Shannon's talkback mic down, they're going to miss their cue of what's coming next. They're gonna gonna miss what is the next phase, what's the next song, they're missing the direction because they've tuned in to what they need to tune out and they tuned out what they need to tune into. And can I tell you, for you to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, you gotta turn life down you you got to tune out what all your friends, what all your neighbors, what all your family, just for a moment. And you got to be still, and you got to listen to what is the Holy Spirit saying to me? What, what are you speaking? Man, tune out. So when you're looking for a new place you've never gone to before, and you're trying to find that address, and you're trying to find that house, or that street to turn on, have you noticed you always turn your radio down? Like that helps you find it. You're like... You're using your eyes, not your ears. You know, you're like, I'm going to turn it down. I'm going to look really close. But turn the music down. Stop talking to me. Why? Because you're focusing because you don't want to miss it. And can I tell you, it's the same thing with the still, small voice of the Holy Spirit. He's not going to scream. Steve Newsom, do this, you idiot. He's not going to do that. Justin, Justin, (laughs) listen, stop, go. This is your moment, this is your moment. Hey, Uh, no, no, you got to tune out. You got to tune out. Man, most of us, our radios are on. We're listening to sports radio or the Fox News or whatever you listen to in the mornings, driving in and and we've got noise, noise, noise. Kenny Chesney sings a song right now about noise, noise. Everywhere we go, there's noise, noise tell you the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you he is speaking to you but you just need to tune out so you can tune in so that he can lead you he can guide God's got a will for your life how do you know what God's will is for your life you get into the word and you listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit because people can believe with you for God's will, but they can't hear for you. You got to hear it. Cuz God has a specific purpose and a specific plan for your life. But it's your responsibility, it's my responsibility to find out what that is. It says this in Isaiah 55:3. It says, "Come to me with your ears wide open. Listen, and you will find life." I will make an everlasting covenant with you, and I will give you all the unfailing love that I promised to David. Come to me with your ears open wide, listen, and you will find life. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. We thank you for today. And, Lord, this morning, there's so many of us. God, we just, we... We don't know what your will is. We don't know where you're trying to take us, where you're trying to guide us, where you're trying to lead us. But Lord, we need it. And we desire it. But we've tuned into all this other stuff and we've tuned out to the very voice we should be listening to the most. And So Lord, I pray this morning that we would recommit ourselves to being students of your word, and that we would slow down, that we would be still and know that you are God. We'd be still long enough that we can hear the voice of the Lord, that we would come to you with ears wide open, not with assumptions, not with our own purpose, not with our own direction, not with our own will, but Lord, we would surrender. Our life, so you can guide our life, so that we can hear with uh, with ears wide open. And God, I pray that you would guide, and you would direct, and you would do a new thing. You would do a new thing in our life. It's in Jesus' name I pray. With heads bowed and eyes closed, if you're here this morning, you say, "Justin, I'm here." and I'm not where I need to be in my relationship with Jesus Christ. Maybe you're here and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. We wanna give you that chance. If you're here today and you say, Justin, you know what? I, I, I'm just not where I need to be in my relationship with Jesus Christ and I need to recommit my life to him. I, I need to surrender it once again. Because I gotta tell you, I'm the one in control of the grocery cart of my life. And where I've taken my life isn't where it should be. When I count to three, all I want you to do is raise your hand and we're gonna lead you in a prayer that's going to change your life, that's gonna change your relationship with them. One, two, three three Is there anyone here this morning you say Justin that's me yeah there's one there's two is there anyone else you say Justin I want to join these two hands there's three is there anyone else you say Justin that's me there's four is there anyone else you say Justin that's me today and I want to join these four hands I see you in the back there's five is there anyone else you say yeah there's six is there anyone else before we go any further you just say Justin that's me man it's about me recommitting my life it's about me surrendering my life today want to join these six hands that are raised before we go any further in service. If you raised your hand, if you please repeat this prayer after me and mean it from your heart. Jesus, I come before you today and I confess that I've sinned. I confess that I've messed up, but I ask for your forgiveness. Jesus, I turn away from the life that I was living to grab hold of the life you have for me. I confess you, Jesus Christ, to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I surrender it all, guide my life, and direct my life the rest of my days. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Can we give these six individuals that raised their hand a huge round of applause? Yeah. We hope that you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at infofoundationschurch.tv at or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv.